Hi guys, I'm Jake Rosenberg. And I am Stephanie Mark. We are the co-founders of Covetour and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Checking In With. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Today we will be checking in with Allie Webb. Hi, Allie. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And for everyone listening, I think we met Allie, I don't even know how many years ago, but we went over to the dry bar offices in California. Um, I think they've moved since then, but uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we shot with Allie, had an amazing day, became fast friends. So we are so excited to have you on the show here with us today. So how are you doing? Where, Where are you in the world? Uh, I, yeah, that, you shot me in our Irvine office, um, and I haven't worked out of that office for a while now, and I'm, I'm physically in LA, uh, in Laurel Canyon, obviously I'm at my house like everybody else, um, and yeah, my life, I mean, how many years ago was that? That was like four years ago, maybe? Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and I remember you were really excited to introduce me to Whitney Wolf. Mm-hmm. who now is like become a good, a good friend and it's a, it's so full circle because not to jump ahead but she she was really like became a really good friend to me when I was going through my divorce she had such great advice and was just such a great friend so that's so funny because I remember you saying you guys would be buddies and we became buddies so anyways one of my Jake memories yep yeah yeah so, it's a yeah, good connection Yes. No, Whitney is a special human being. Hi, Whitney, out there in the world, wherever you are. She had a baby. In baby land, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Um, So let's talk about how everything's going. I mean, with business, everything is all like crazy in the world right now. You know, everybody is finding new ways to pivot their businesses. Uh, I mean, how have you guys kind of been adjusting to what is happening with the global pandemic, you know, pivoting your business? What does the future look like for Drybar? Um, is there more virtual sessions, classes? I mean, how do you see things evolving over time? Yeah, I mean, we've it's been really tough for Drybar and, you know, for the other business, we recently launched Squeeze, which is a, a massage concept. Um, and yeah, I mean, it has just been, oof, you know, I mean, it, the, you know, the irony is that Drybar w- would never close for more than like eight hours because we were open seven days a week. Um, So like what a like surreal feeling to not have stores operating. And I, and I remember when we like actually had to shut them down, I was like, I can't believe we're shutting down the stores like in 10 years. It's just never, you know, just never happened. And so, um, you know, we're, there's not a whole lot we can do. Um, You know, we we're, you know, we're, we're like, I'm doing a gajillion hair tutorials and trying to show women how to, you know, do their hair at home and what products they need for their hair. And, um, but it's, you know, it's just kind of like a, a, a waiting game and we're able to like, you know, still work on some back end projects and we've been like revamping our app and doing certain things and really getting ourselves ready to reopen, you know, because if we assume we will reopen at some point. Um, so yeah, just such a crazy time and just so hard on my stylist, you know, I mean, we em- employ 4,000 people and for, you know, there's, there, there's just not much we can do. Um, and we, we did a, I don't know if you guys saw this, we, we did a thing like a stylist COVID relief fund where we did like a ridiculous sale on blowouts, the, ch- the cheapest we'd ever done. 
and all like this one day and all the proceeds went to like this fund so we could like pay stylists because so many friends and clients were saying they wanted to help you know their stylists so we organized that and raised so much money and it all went to them and that was really great so you know trying to get like crafty and creative over here but but we're you know we're certainly you know hit hard by all of this for sure and i mean that's so nice that you did that i think you know one of the silver linings of this whole insane pandemic is that people really step up and you know help other people which i think maybe you didn't really see or hear about i mean it's also a hard yeah. time as as a business i mean even you know we're, we're going through certain things too that we want to invest in but um it's hard to right now things when revenue is going the opposite way so uh you know I, I think it's a challenging time for everybody uh out there trying to navigate these waters and and figure out sort of you know how to get through it and hopefully come out stronger on the in the other side and you know throughout conversations with so many people i think that it actually you know this whole disruption um of certain businesses is so hard on business but also helps people kind of get out of like their comfortable ways and have to you know focus and refocus and and reinvent and all that kind of stuff so hopefully I, i'm sure you know we are seeing all sorts of things happening out there and uh i know that you know knowing you that you guys will come out with so many fantastic fantastic things i mean squeeze also is uh you know it's a new baby and uh you know that I was so excited when I saw that come out and it's such a smart idea. And, and how did that all come to be? Well, yeah, I mean, also such a high touch industry, which, you know, kind of sucks right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of along the AI, not totally, but that, that, you know, what, what you, you probably know this, but for people listening, what squeeze does is it's all app based. So even though it's a brick and mortar and you actually go physically to the location for a massage, you are um, doing everything, booking, tipping, uh, paying everything on the app. And also you're choosing your preferences. Like if you like the bed heated or not, oil or lotion, like the music you want, the temperature of the room, like everything you could possibly think of that you would want when you go in the massage. And it's like, you know, when you go in and get a massage, you only remember half the shit you meant to tell the massage therapist. And then you're like, do I tell them now? Do I? It's like all the awkwardness. And so we've eliminated all of that with the app. Um, so the app is such a beautiful thing. And the best part is like when you're done with your massage, you just walk out like you don't have to wait in line you don't have to talk to anybody you just load out which you know it's like the last thing you want is like to be waiting in line and they can't find your information and you're like you're, you have to talk to people and all that bullshit so you know we eliminated that uh with the app so it's it's a really exciting business and yes before we had to close down i mean we were like the business is just on fire and you know we're, we're so busy we and our our like yelp reviews are all five stars like it's it's really been incredible. And I don't know if you ever met Brittany, Jake, Brittany Driscoll, who was our head of marketing at Drybar. She, she was leaving Drybar anyways. And we got, we kind of got her involved in this project. So my brother and I had um, of Squeeze and now, so she's the CEO and our co-founder and she's amazing. And, and with that, we've also started a, a, a parent company called the Feel Good Company, which is basically a company that, you know, it's like the, you know, the houses squeezed we have two other concepts in the works right now um, that will be pushed back because of all of this, which I can't tell you what they are. I'm sorry. I want to talk about them because they're so exciting. I might tell you offline, yeah. um, but I can't, I can't announce it to the world. Brittany would kill me. Um, but you know, two other concepts that, you know, kind of came to us that we kind of thought of that also are in this like feel good space. 
Um, so those businesses are, you know, we're still operating, like operating, like when we're still in like the founding days of those, like we're looking for retail space and, you know, we're still, you know, kind of moving full speed ahead. And as soon as the world opens back up, we'll, we'll get moving on that. Like all the branding is being done, like all the behind the scenes stuff that you are doing in a business before you actually open doors anyway. So, you know, we are, you know, it's fun to, to still be moving those businesses forward, but to also not be like the, you know, in the trenches founder, like I was in dry bar days. I'm very happy to like sit perched up here and just give, give my very sound advice. Totally. totally. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing more about those offline. We'll, we'll have a zoom wine and, and chat about them. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're exciting. Moving things over, uh, you know, on your personal Instagram, you speak a lot about like mental health and yeah. Why, I guess, why do you think, you know, it's important to speak about that openly and, and what want, what made you want to start, you know, that conversation and to, to start share, sharing about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel really passionate about being open about that stuff. And that, that is like a new development for me. Um, you know, I think, you know, that I, you know, went through a divorce almost two years ago now and it just, it just changed everything for me. You know, I went from like being on this kind of rocket ship building dry bar and like, you know, trying to do a good job raising my kids and like nothing else really mattered. It was just this like, you know, this crazy journey I was on with dry bar. And then, you know, when things started to slow down a little and I realized my marriage was in trouble and, um, that this wasn't unfortunately going to work out. Um, it, it really like knocked me on my ass. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like it just took me down and I didn't expect that um, because it was, you know, it was something that I thought was the right thing to do. And I do think it was the right thing to do, but it just like took me down. And I had the hardest year of my life um, two years ago when I was, you know, just, I think it's like maybe situational depression is what I've, it's been called, you know, cause I've never dealt with depression. So I didn't really know anything about it. And I'd had a lot of friends who'd gone through depression or have depression or whatever. And I didn't, it's really hard to understand it unless, until you've gone through it. And, you know, I spent about a year trying to like pick myself back up and just feeling so down and low and like, couldn't figure it out. And, you know, for me in my situation, it was like, I, you know, I walked away from a 16 year marriage and I was kind of like in this, like, I'm ready to go like see what's next to be on my own. I was really excited about it. And then I was like, Oh God, what's wrong with me? And, you know, and, and it was like, I, I, I learned that it was like the death of, uh, it, it's like a death. And I, I was like, my ex-husband's not dead. It's not a death. Like I really resisted it for so long. And once I kind of gave it into like, Oh, you know, this person that was there, it was my partner and also business partner. Um, was not there anymore it was like it was really hard it was it really did then register to me as a death that I was grieving and and so I spent a year trying to figure out like how to like get myself out of the mud you know and I, I'd gone to a place called Onsite right outside of Nashville which is like an intense therapy center I mean I was doing you know Reiki healing and I was like you know doing transcendental meditation I was like trying anything that anybody told me to do because I was like trying so hard to get out of this and and I also and I think it ended up resulting in me feeling like I don't want to talk about things that aren't like really like top of mind for me and you know <laughs> there was a period where like I would see somebody I know and like I would pretty much just cry like they'd say how are you and I would like start crying because I was just I couldn't get myself out of it and it was like do I just never go out in public like what the fuck do you do when you're like this you know and and luckily like I 
honed in on a couple of like really key people. I mean, you know, Stephanie, one of those people that happened to be Lauren Gallo, we were kind of going through some stuff at the same time. And so we, you know, it was like, those were the people that I really bonded with at those time, people who I could really like talk to and open up to. And so many people came out of the woodwork like Whitney. Um, and so, you know, it just made me feel like, why don't more people talk about this stuff? Like why, why don't we talk about like the real stuff? And that's where, you know, my whole life shifted. And I was like, you know, I, I just can't stand like small talk. You know, I can't stand like not really knowing what's going on with somebody. I really want to know. Um, and I really want to tell you what's going on with me. Like I just am such an open book. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, very long winded way of answering your question, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's really shifted, you know, the way I see things. And so, and then, you know, my 15 year old son has really ha also had a really hard year and um, he's also dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression, which was kind of always there and we didn't really know. And so, you know, that, that has been a whole thing. And I, I haven't really talked about that publicly and I've been talking to him about if I can talk about it publicly and he wants me to, because he thinks it's important for other kids sure. to know, which is, you know, so wonderful of him. And so I'm, I'm kind of still navigating those waters, but I think that, you know, it's, it's alarming how many people are, are dealing with some sort, some form of depression, especially now, you know, um, and, and that, you know, nobody wants to really talk about it. Or I don't think it's like that anymore. I think people are, you know, opening up more and more. And I think for me, it's important to me because, you know, I, there, I have, you know, people who look at me as like successful and that, you know, started this great company and have this great brand and like, you know, and I just like to like kind of peel back this layer and say like, it's not all like, you know, rainbows and sunshine over here. It's like, there's, you know, I was like face down for a good year. And so, um, and I think it just gives people some comfort. Like you just don't have to have it all figured out. And so, um, I'm trying to figure out like what it means to me. And I, and I, I do, I do like to talk about it because I think, you know, it, it makes other people feel like they can, they can be a really successful business person and also, you know, Absolutely. have like shit going on, you know, so nobody's like impervious to it, you know? hundred percent. Also, Yeah. There's a weird pressure and I'm interested if you felt this, um, you know, when you have a business and especially with the rise of social media, I think now things have changed, but in the beginning it was like, look at me and I'm so fabulous and everything is perfect and I'm the most successful and yeah. I'm on the cover of three things and you're only on the cover of two things. Like it, you know, there's so much, I think, pressure. There still is for people to project an image of, you know, everything's perfect. And I think for people looking in, that seems one way, but also for other founders, I think it's important to know that other founders yeah. are going through shitty things as well. When you look at someone, you're like, I don't know, I kind of feel like maybe a little bit depressed, but these people seem to be, you know, not great. At all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I think that's, I think there is this, like, you know, I have felt this, like, I don't know if obligation is the right word to be you know, a little transparent. And, and I remember it so distinctly when, you know, I was in this really down place and I was like, I'm not going to fucking put a picture on Instagram of me being like super happy and like whatever, even though I could, I, I had moments where I could like pull it together. I remember one trip I had to go to New York and I was shooting something and it was like a thing that I was like obligated to do. I couldn't get out of it. And I actually flew straight from Nashville from onsite 
to New York. And I had like, done so much great work in Nashville at, at Onsite that I was like, I'm ready, you know? And I was not, I was such a mess, but I like, I had to like, you know, muster together all my strength and like show up and be on for this thing. And like literally did that and then fell apart. And then, but I had to do it, you know, for work, which we have to do sometimes, you know? And, and I did like post stuff from that and whatever, but I felt like it was important to also you know, post like about what was really going on, you know, and like, I have to like still do my job and I had to still do things, but I also like wanted to be, you know, authentic and somewhat transparent in, you know, what I was actually going through. And, um, and, and it's, and it's amazing how much response I've gotten. I mean, it's funny to me now when people like write to me and they're like, I'm not really happy with my husband and I'm thinking about leaving him like you did. What do you think? And I'm like, Oh, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Don't ask me, you know? Um, but I think there's just this, like, it's, it's a lot, a lot of like, if she did it, I can do it in a lot of different ways. You know, I get, I get that from my stylists a lot, you know, who were like, look at me. Like I didn't go to college. I don't have a fancy business degree. Like if she can start and make a really successful business, perhaps I can too, which is amazing. And, and I think it's, it's the same kind of sentiment for like going through a divorce or depression. It's like, Oh yeah, I feel like that sometimes too, but I can still, you know, you know, get up and do what I need to do. So yeah, I'm very into transparency. <laughs> and no, I mean, I have so many questions. I guess the first one is just a baby question, which was, you know, when you first started opening up and sharing, was that, you know, anxiety producing for you? You know, it really wasn't. It was very like cathartic. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I think, I guess it's kind of along the, like the same lines of like wanting to share, you know, if I ran into friends or whoever I ran into out in the world wanting to share, because I think I was just looking for a deeper connection with people than I had ever in my life before. So putting it out on Instagram, you know, there's like a safe buffer, you know, it's like, I can put stuff out there. Um, and, and I have to say like, knock on wood, like I, this could be bad for saying out loud. I've, I've, I've really not experienced you know, maybe a tiny bit here and there, but I've never really experienced like negative negativity on my Instagram, you know? And it's like when I've posted those things about, you know, stuff I'm going through and I've been a little like, you know, let people in the, 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 the warmth, you know, and compassion that comes out for people, from people and people telling me how much it helped them to hear this. And they needed to read that. And they needed to know somebody else was going through that is is amazing and I think would like lift my spirits a little because you're like oh I feel like shit but the fact that I'm like being vulnerable and, and like helping other people that would feel that would feel good so no that that didn't really give me anxiety um and maybe at first and then once I realized like the risk like the response was like you know making people feel good and people you know relating to it then I felt like okay good. you know I, I guess I probably would have felt differently if, if the response had been like, you know, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear about this. <laughs> Luckily it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think people would say that to you either way. So. Well, you never know, I, right? There's, Which yeah, way it's yeah, going to go. You don't. You don't know. Steph, you ever... um, I mean, there's been things that have happened, which I don't want to go into, but things that have happened where, you know, something happened, we've had an incident in like a dry bar and like, I will personally get attacked for it. Like for something an employee did. Okay. you know, and like, and then, and then I, like, people are like, you know, Ali Webb, what kind of company are you running? And I'm like, well, we fired that person. And because, you know, just because that person did that, that does not a reflection of me. Like, I didn't know that person was capable of that. You know what I mean? So like th that, that kind of backlash I've gotten before, but you know, not about this stuff. 
That sort of leads into, you know, my next question, just in terms of growing and scaling a business, it would, I think it'd be interesting for our listeners who don't know maybe a bit about your background, how you started Dry Bar and how you were able to really grow it and scale it in such a successful way and any sort of lessons you learn from that, that you are, you know, applying to your new ventures going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Dry Bar really came about uh, you know, I mean, I, I long time hairstylist and um, I started a mobile blow dry business before I, you know, started dry bar. And it was during that time that I was operating that business. I realized there was a pretty massive hole in the marketplace for women to go for blowouts, you know, an affordable blowout um, in a beautiful space. It just didn't exist. And so that was, you know, why I decided to start it. I went to my brother and, you know, now ex-husband and said, you know, and they're both bald too, which is funny, um, is that I, I really want to turn my mobile business into a brick and mortar and got them on board. It was also in 2010 in the middle of a recession. Um, and it was, it was never meant to like turn into the, the, the craziness that dry bar has turned into. It was meant to be like my one little shop. My kids, when we opened dry bar, my kids were three and five, I believe. I mean, they're 13 and 15 now. Um, so I, I was going to like operate this business during the day and then go pick up my kids from preschool. I mean, that was the plan. The, the, the fact that it turned into this was, was just like kind of beyond all of our wildest dreams. So, you know, it, I mean, I'm actually in the process of writing my second book right now, which is more of like a memoir, which feels weird to me because I feel like I should be 60 writing a memoir, but it is like kind of the arc, you know, of my, of my life of like, you know, starting this business and like, you know, talking about, you know, to your question, which would take me hours to answer, you know, the, 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 the growth and trajectory of dry bar and like how, you know, I was so, we were also underprepared for what was in front of us um, and, and how we needed to like, you know, figure out how to raise money and how to like hire people who were smarter than us and knew how to like grow and run and scale a business, which, you know, came with a ton of growing pains. I mean, emphasis on pain, you know, it was like giving up control and letting other people like make decisions and not being involved in every decision. Like that was really, really, really challenging for me. I mean, the irony is now my, my boyfriend, coaches founders and like executives for a living and uh, you know and it's like I, and I remember like someone that like that's kind of a newer like profession and I remember that that getting tossed around a couple years ago and I was like that's stupid I don't need that which I definitely needed it um because you know just like figuring out like navigating that and bringing in other people so much conflict um that I didn't know how to deal with as like you know a, a business owner of this you know, magnitude and having this many employees and this many stores, it was like, holy shit. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing and so much learning on the job and figuring it out and, you know, so many missteps and all of that. So, you know, it is, it is no small feat to, you know, grow and scale a business of this size. Uh, and I, you know, I feel like I like got an MBA in, in business doing it. I, I mean, I know so much random shit about how to, you know, start and grow a business now because I, you know, I lived it. Um, you know, sometimes when I get asked questions, I'm like, oh my God, I, I know that, you know, it's just like, there's just like, I've, there's so much information that I've, that I've learned. Um, and so, you know, like what an amazing experience, like such a blessing to, you know, to have gone through what I've gone through, but, and then now to be on the other side of it, you know, and to not be in the day-to-day -day operations the way I was, um, also, you know, feels really good. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, but. No, that's uh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a lot that is um 
So bringing it all back to sort of like what's happening in the world right now, um, I mean, how, how, how are you spending, spending your days and are you finding any sort of like silver linings throughout all of all of this chaos? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I imagine I might be like the exception to the rule um, because I, I, you know, I hear the majority of people, there are, there are things that are challenging and I can talk to those in a second, but you know, for me, it was like, I've been on this fast track treadmill for the last 10 years of my life, you know, you know, and I know you too, Jake, it must be really challenging for you because you're never not on a plane um, or weren't, but you know, that's how my life was for the last 10 years, like on and off a plane, traveling constantly, always on the go that for me, I have actually really enjoyed like the forced break, you know, I've really like gotten very comfortable, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I know how, I know how lucky I am that I, you know, I have a nice house in the Hollywood Hills, like get to go on walks every day. Like that is, you know, I walk my dogs way more than I used to. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm living with my boyfriend and I'm so happy with him. And like, you know, it's like, it, 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 you know, there is this, like, it's funny when I do have to, like, drive and go places, you're, I, I feel so weird now, you know, like, it's almost like I got to get back to the cave, you know. Um, so, you know, the, the, the silver lining for me is that, you know, is, is this, like, you know, forced break that I would have never taken, you know, of my own volition. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, grateful for that. Of course, you know, on the flip side of that is, like, so many people are sick and so many people are struggling right now, and I don't want to be insensitive to that um but you know my truth in this situation is that i'm you know i'm i'm enjoying and, and embracing the downtime and i have to say and i'm sure you guys feel this way too i think everyone feels this way it's like i'm so much more present with my family and my kids you know it's like i i so badly want to like step away from my phone more than i used to because it's like you're just constantly on you know your electronics yeah. and so to you know i and i like we play like connect four and like uno and spotted have you ever played spotted that's so fun um and I'm like cooking more and you know so I'm so that you know the silver lining for me is the presentness which I really hope it stays intact that I would you know I'd like to keep that that level of, of being present you know around more and I think everyone can kind of use that in terms of like being grateful and and the change it's like when we've done that like nobody's looking at their phone like we're so engaged because like we haven't seen each other and we're like we're like oh we're, you know even though we're a distance away we're still like you know talking i've seen a lot of like my friends you know and like they'll be in their backyard and everyone's like sitting you know a bunch of feet away with on blankets and you you everybody's just fully focused on each other and that like what a nice thing that is okay. i hope that you know that stays that was my point for sure we got it we got it out of you there it is. Um, okay, Ali, we wrap up all of these conversations with a rapid fire question. So I have 10 questions to ask you. I uh, thought you were going to say with a rap and I had to like come up with a rap. Uh, oh, okay. That's pretty uh, sure. genius of you guys, but no. That is way okay. better. Okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do a, you know, a review with, with you after and you'll have a rap prepared. No, but this, okay, so rapid fire question. <laughs> 10 questions, I think, roughly, um, and just like quick, short answers. So here we go. What is your okay. go-to dry bar blowout? Mai Tai, all the way. Done. Messy beachy. What is your favorite scent? Almond. 
Okay. Yeah, have you ever smelled like almond oil? It's so good. Reminds uh -huh. me of my mom too. I, I I haven't smelled almond oil, but I just have a thing of almond. You probably have. You just don't realize it. Uh, you have. Smells so good. What is the last thing you did last night before you went to sleep? Watched West Wing. You're watching. I know I'm really late to the party, but I just started West Wing and I watch it like I'm like binging West Wing right now. And I, I, I fell asleep watching it. So it's all good. Great. Um, yeah. Who do you speak with on the phone most during quarantine? Probably my, my dad. I would say my dad. My dad lives in Florida. Yeah, I talk to him probably the most on the phone. Her father, everybody who's listening. Um, I'll wear a mask if he's down there in Florida. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite TV show or movie you've streamed lately? Oh, I'm, I'm in really into The Last Dance, you know, the Michael Jordan series. So good. I'm like halfway through it. And like, I love, I want to be best friends with Phil Jackson. He's like the greatest human. Uh, you, how are you staying active right now? I I mentioned I live in Hollywood Hills. And so we've started running. I run probably like four to five days a week, basically uphill. So it's like a pretty efficient workout. I only do it for like 20, maybe 30 minutes because it's like pretty much uphill. So it's a really great workout. And I, and I, and I think because I'm running and I'm sore from running uphill, um, I've really like gotten into yoga. So I'm doing a ton of yoga as well. Who was the last person you texted and what did you say? The last person I texted, well, was actually a group text um, with affectionately known as the bunnies, which is my little group of best friends, which Gallo is in, um, and two of my other girlfriends. And uh, we, we kind of, we were, we were talking about, um, well, boys and probably stuff I shouldn't say but I think it was like along the lines of like our, our, one of our friends who is divorced and yeah, I can't really say, but, but, That's but all about men. Um, no, <laughs> Ali, uh, it has been so good to check in with you. We are so happy that you're safe and Likewise. at home um, and can't wait to see you when we can kind of get together in real life. I know. All right. Uh, that's it for our show. If you have any follow-up questions, don't hesitate to get in touch via our Instagram, which is at Covetour. If you don't already, please follow the amazing at Allie Webb. And I'm sure she would love to hear from all of you. Um, as always, sure. don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Checking In With on Apple Podcasts. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, you guys. Stay safe. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for our newest episode. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or iTunes and make sure to leave a rating and a review. We look forward to seeing you all next week. And thank you again for listening.